The Twins take care of business. They sweep the Kansas City Royals behind home runs from Carlos Correa, Nick Gordon, and a great offensive night. Wednesday, they took care of business. Now, they head to Cleveland, four games back in the Central, and there's a glimmer of hope for the Minnesota Twins. Let's break it all down on today's episode of Locked On Twins. You are Locked On Twins. Your daily Minnesota Twins podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. And welcome to the Lockdown Minnesota Twins podcast. Today is Thursday, September 15th, and I'm your gracious host, Nash Walker. Thanks for making Lockdown Twins your first listen every day on the Lockdown Podcast Network, where it's your team every day. Again, this is Nash Walker, season three, hosting a daily podcast on the Minnesota Twins, season four, writing about the Twins at twinsdaily.com. Coming to you after a Twins winner. They beat the Royals. They swept the Royals. Got a little hairy in the ninth, but Yuan Duran is simply incredible. No matter how good a, a reliever you are, you're going to run into some trouble. It's it's just, it's going to happen over a full season. We've seen it for JD. You, Emmanuel Classe in Cleveland, who I consider with you on, Ron, those are the two best relievers in the American League to me right now. It happened with him against these Royals. He blew his first save since, I think, like June, something crazy. He had not blown a save in forever, and he blew a save at home against these Royals uh, last week. So JD ran into some trouble, and... Got through it. Why? Because he's his stuff is just incredible. His stuff is incredible. On the season now, 63 and two-thirds innings, a 170 ERA for Yuan Duran. Here's the Twins Fangraphs War leaderboard for their, their pitchers. And consider, these are all pitchers, starters and relievers. Sonny Gray is first at two and a half, wins above replacement. Joe Ryan is second at 1.5. Third is Yuan Duran at 1.4. With 63 and two-thirds innings, he's third among all Twins pitchers in wins above replacement right now over at Fangraphs as a reliever, a rookie reliever. And that tells you a lot about the rotation this year and how it's either underachieved or just, I mean, we knew they came in with a rotation that wasn't good enough. We knew that coming out of spring training, but it's as much about him just being incredible and him being so special and so integral and so important for this team. And I would say... You know, Louis has had an amazing season. Louis had a really great year. And MVP should not be a war leaderboard who had the most war, who had the most wins above replacement. To me, a team MVP or an MVP is who was the most valuable, most valuable player, who added the most value. If you took them away from that team, how much worse off would they be? Yohan Duran, I think, is making a case, or at least, you know, he could be, he's at least in the top three. But I think soon, if he continues to do this, he's going to be the Twins MVP this year. And that's not a knock on Louie, but it's been a rougher second half for, for Luis Arise. And he pinch hit tonight, so hopefully he can play in Cleveland. He's just as important as anybody else, and he's had a great year. You know, all-star season, I think Duran has, has been the most valuable twin on the team this year. I really do, because if you took him away, the team's still four games out of first place, but if you took him away, Man, I think they'd be they'd be a lot further back. Like I think they would be clearly, and you might consider them already out of this race, but clearly, clearly out of this race. And that's that can be said for Luis Arise too. I'm not saying it's it's uh, unanimous Yohan Duran team MVP, but right now to me, he's been the most valuable player 
on this team this year. And that's, it's wild to say, but I think it's true. And I think because where the bullpen was at and how weak it was and how many games they blew, Yohan Duran seven for seven in save attempts. Yohan Duran has put out so many fires for this team. Yohan Duran has a buck 70 earned run average and an expected fielding independent pitching of 2.07. He's been that good for this team. Ran into trouble tonight. I'm honestly more impressed by him because he gave up a, you know, a single to Salvador Perez and then a bloop single to center, and it was second and third, and he got two straight strikeouts to finish it out. You're going to run into trouble. How do you weave around that trouble? Yohan Duran is, is incredible. And you, you watch his curveball. When he's commanding, when he's commanding, he's untouchable. But even when he doesn't have his best command of his fastball, which he didn't tonight, he he wasn't at his best tonight. I'm not just saying that because of the results. He was missing his spots in the zone with his fastball. It's still his curveball is still such a great pitch, even when he isn't commanding his fastball, because hitters have to be aware of the fastball. They have to be aware of 102, 103. And even if he's not commanding it, most of the time they still can't hit it. And it still makes that curveball as much of, of, as an effective pitch as it would be otherwise. And he's just so fun to watch. I think he has the best raw stuff in Twins history. He has to. He has the best raw stuff in the majors right now. He leads baseball in average fastball velocity. He leads baseball in average splitter velocity. He has the best raw stuff in baseball. So he's got to have the best raw stuff in Twins history. And when he combines that with impeccable command, he has a great command. Even tonight, his command was not... At, at its peak, he still he still had a clean ninth because he's that good and his stuff is that overwhelming. And that's why I am a stuff guy because if you don't have stuff, it's got to start with stuff. And, you know, Emilio Pagano is a good example of having really good stuff but no command and look where it gets him. He gives up a, a bajillion homers. He has good control. He throws a lot of pitches in the zone, has poor command, can't command around the zone. Stuff doesn't win there. But – Devin Smeltzer's an example. He's pretty good command, but the stuff is never there, and you can't trust him because he doesn't have good stuff. There's a balance with a lot of guys. Sonny Gray's a balance of that. You know, pretty good stuff, good breaking ball, you know, good slider, and then good command, and he ends up being a good pitcher. Some guys have great stuff, poor command. Some guys have great command and poor stuff, and they can get by doing that. Like Kyle Hendricks has had a great career with less than stellar stuff and, and outstanding command. You can do it. Look at Greg Maddox. Yuan Duran has the best stuff in the in the bigs, and he can command the ball, which is why he has a buck seventy ERA in his rookie season. Has had one of the best rookie seasons you'll ever see from a reliever. Unbelievable! He's so fun to watch. Even when he gets into trouble, I'm like, how's he going to get out of this? And he usually does. He usually gets out of that trouble. Carlos Correa is on an absolute heater right now. Nick Gordon, his importance to this team. We're going to break that all down. After this word from Bet Online, did you know the NFL is back? Did you know college football is back? BetOnline.net is your number one source for all your pro and college football betting needs and sports info this season. Find all of the latest football league developments, game matchups, news, and podcasts, including this year's opening week's games. BetOnline is also your continued source for your sporting wagering information, including live betting, esports, and scores. The fastest and easiest way to check in on all your favorite sports and events, including Major League Baseball the MMA, boxing, and golf. You can head over to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more about the trends and action. Again, betonline.net is your number one source for all your pro and college football betting needs and sports info this season. BetOnline is the best. BetOnline is where the game starts. Head over to BetOnline 
on your computer, on your phone, whatever you prefer. Bet online is where the game starts. Carlos Correa has been awesome for this team in September. Would have liked it earlier, but this is what I kind of was was preaching here with Correa. This is a superstar. He's a superstar level player, and people were rolling their eyes at me, I think, when I said that. But you see why. This is a superstar level player who has not had his superstar level moments that he would usually have in any given season. And now in September, you're seeing him really turn this thing on on the season. Now four wins above replacement for Carlos Correa and has a 140 weighted runs created plus. We know league average is uh, is 100. He's at 140. So you watch him on defense. Now he's putting it together at the plate, hitting big home runs, getting big hits. He's got 21 homers and 510 plate appearances, striking out in 20% of his plate appearances, walking at 11%. He's hitting 283 on base at 361, and he's slugging 472 uh, for a weighted runs created plus, as I said at 140 awesome awesome september so far for correa yes would have loved to see some of these hits earlier no question better late than never or is it too little too late probably a little bit of both there but uh i hope twins fans can see why i'm so heavy on the give this guy what he wants in free agency and when his contract's up after this year and when he opts out give him what he wants he's a superstar level player he loves playing here He's made that clear. Yeah, I think he'll sign with the Twins if they give him what he's looking for. And, you know, if it's reasonable, I'm not saying you give him $500 million, but I think this is a great opportunity for the Twins to, to hand out one of those huge contracts, to hand out, you know, a franchise-altering contract. He is He's a good good candidate for this, where they're at in their cycle. While one of their best young players is a, is a hopeful shortstop in Royce Lewis. Correa has a great relationship with Miranda. He's extremely close with Byron Buxton. He's extremely close with, with everybody on the team. This is a family, and the results on the field haven't been great. I mean, haven't even been good for a lot of months now. But bringing back Correa to me is a no-brainer if uh, if the Twins can just open up the checkbook and make it happen. I think he is. I think he's awesome. And I'm, I've said it before, and I'll say it again. He's not going to struggle like he did with runners in scoring position for the rest of his career. He's he's going to be okay with runners in scoring position. We've seen it even out a little bit in September. And when Correa opts out, when Correa opts out, and most likely when he goes to another team, I think even with whatever we see in these final three weeks, the feeling on him is going to be a little underwhelming. I agree. It's It's going to be like that wasn't what I thought it was going to be because he had so many spots where he could have come through earlier in the season and he didn't. So I agree that it's not going to be all oh, we, we let one get away. That's probably not what it's going to feel like, but it makes a ton of sense to me to lock him up and, and bring him back. And I think you're seeing in September why I'm so hyped about him and why I think he's incredible and why he gets as much hype as he does around the league, because he's a superstar. He's been a superstar for years. He was a superstar in Houston he didn't change from being a superstar this year with the Twins because he struggled with runners in scoring position. He's the same guy. He's still Carlos Correa. He's still an outstanding baseball player who's going to get paid $250 to $300 million most likely in free agency. Would love for it to be the Twins. Would love for that to be the Twins. Uh, Nick Gordon is the best left-handed power hitter on the Twins this year. Nick Gordon is the best left-handed power hitter on the Twins this year. You can make a case for Polo. You know, Polo's got a higher weight to runs graded plus overall. He's been better from the left side. I think Nick Gordon consistently has been the best left-handed power hitter on the Twins because Polo's been hurt, and, and Nicky's come through so many times. And on the season, 
Did you ever think Nick Gordon was going to have a 116 weighted runs created plus on the year in 120 games? 120 games. He's got a 116 weighted runs created plus. 100 is league average. And to put that into perspective, Gio Rochelle is at 113. And I think the, the overall view of Gio's season is pretty solid. Jose Miranda, who's been awesome, he's at 126. So Nick's right there, and he's hitting 278, you know, 322 on base, slugging 433 as a guy you came into the season looking at as your utility man, and now he's in an everyday role. I think Nick Gordon deserves to start in left field next year on opening day, certainly against right-handed pitching. I think he deserves to start every single day against right-handed pitching, and that was not the case coming into the season, but he's proven himself to be a power bat he's a power bat which is uh it's wild man baseball is so fun this is why things you just don't foresee i would never think that was going to happen for nick gordon to be a, a power hitter hitting majestic home runs at target field over the overhang and right who would have thunk that not me certainly certainly not me uh what a year for nick gordon he will be most likely on my twins mvp ballot Cleveland. The Twins are going to Cleveland. It's a five-game series. They trail by four games in the division. They they don't have to be in this spot. They they could have had a still had a lead in the division, or at the very least, been within striking distance of one or two games if they would have just added in the offseason, gotten better bullpen arms, didn't rely so much on Emilio Pagan for all of those games. If they wouldn't have been swept at home this last weekend by Cleveland, if they would have gotten an extra run or an extra hit, they wouldn't be in this spot where they need to take four out of five on the road against a pretty good team. They put themselves in this spot. It's a very difficult spot to be. It's not an insurmountable spot to be, but they, they put themselves here. And the injuries impacted things too. And you know, maybe if you're looking at a four game deficit, I would say the twins had control probably over that deficit of all four. And then you could add two or three to injury. So, you know, if they would have closed out those games and they would have been more consistent and, and made those additions in the off season to, to better their bullpen and not have Duffy and Pagan be your high leverage relievers going into the year, I think they would still have a lead in this division. So they put themselves in this spot. They're in this spot though. They're four games out. They got five games to play in Cleveland. And this is what you this is what you want. You want this opportunity. This is you want as many games against Cleveland as you can get because otherwise you're just cheering for them, somebody else to beat them, and you're cheering for Kansas City or Detroit to beat them. You want to have control over these games. Bailey Ober activated. He's going to start Friday night against Tristan McKenzie. That's great news. I think people forget Bailey Ober's steady, man. He's steady. He Watching him pitch, you feel comfortable. You feel pretty safe watching him pitch. And he's a he's a good starter. He's a good starter, good mid-rotation starter. To have him back is valuable. And then I think it's going to be Winder, Varland, uh, Ryan, and, and Gray. I think that's what we're looking at here in this five-game set. So the pitchers I feel pretty good about. And it could be Sanchez instead of Varland. I'm almost certain Winder's going to start one of the games on Saturday. But you feel much better about these matchups than you did Bundy and Archer and whoever winder on Sunday like that was not you didn't feel good about those especially with McKenzie and Bieber going and 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 Cal Quantrill like that's not where you want to be I think they're in a much better spot this weekend you're going to see essentially the the guards entire rotation you're going to see McKenzie Bieber Quantrill and you're going to see Cody Morris and Connor Pilkington those are the guys lined up so you still got to face their top three but you get two extra opportunities against the bottom of their rotation it would have been Aaron Savali and Zach Plezak, but those guys are on the injured list so the Twins need to take four out of five, I think, for me to take to like fully 
embrace that they're back into this thing. Because if they go in and take four out of five, they're a game back. They're a game back of Cleveland. And then at that point, you know, who knows? Then the Twins have six against Chicago. They got three against Detroit, three against Kansas City, and three against the Angels. You can make up two games there easily. The problem is as soon as Cleveland wins one game this weekend, they take the tiebreaker, and there's no game 163 this year. So, if yes, it would be amazing if the Twins went in and won all five. Like, wouldn't that be – that would be – they would make a documentary perhaps if if the Twins went in, took five, took the tiebreaker, went on to win the division as one of the better, you know, September slash October comebacks you'll, you'll see because this team still feels – in a lot of ways, dead in the water. This is a this is an uphill battle. They're trudging uphill, and they don't have all their soldiers. They're they're going to war, and it's an uphill battle. They're facing a really tough hill to climb, and they don't have everybody on board. They need they need everybody, and they don't have them. Now, Larnick started a rehab assignment tonight in St. Paul. He DH'd at a hit. I think he was one for four. Like I said, Ober's back. I hope Polo's back on Friday. Really hope Polo's back on Friday. I've been waiting for him to come back every single day since he left because it's you're so it's so weird to have him out. But he's hurt. His knee is hurt and he's injured. Clearly, he's been out for since the San Francisco series. I mean, slid in and he's been out since then. It's really weird not to have him. And I they need him back. They need him back for this weekend. So I hope he's back. Buxton's not going to be back this weekend. Uh, it doesn't sound like, but hopefully maybe mid next week or, or next weekend would be awesome. I mean, anything you get out of him would be great. And then Ryan Jeffers is also starting a rehab assignment, I think tomorrow on Friday for the Saints. So the, the cavalry is coming a little bit. It's going to trickle in and certain guys are going to go out like Louis dealing with a hamstring thing. Now guys are going to go out as other guys come in, but they'll take whoever they can get. Like at this point, we're super excited about Trevor Larnick, who was really struggling before he got hurt. Really excited about him because he's going to supplant somebody else, you know, that that we've had to watch in the lineup. So it's – you'll take whoever you can get. Ober's coming back. I think that really is an underrated addition back to this team because he provides stability in the rotation. And they, they took care of business against Kansas City. Rocco got really aggressive with the bullpen tonight. It worked. He pulled Bundy after four, and the bullpen was outstanding with five scoreless innings, and that's exactly what they needed. They needed their guys to step up and sweep Kansas City. That was step one. That's the easy part, <laughs> sweeping. Sweeping's the easy part, sweeping the Royals. Now comes the really hard part, and that's going into Cleveland and taking four out of five, finding a way to, at minimum, win that series. But even if you win that series, you're three games back, and they have the tiebreaker. So winning three out of five, it would be a, a great outcome, usually in a five-game series on the road against a first-place team, but that's only a mediocre outcome this weekend it's it's really not an ideal outcome whatsoever the a great outcome is four out of five and the best outcome is five out of five that's where we're at that's that's the spot they've put themselves in but they're not dead they're not dead they're still swimming and and the first step to, to continuing to swim was beating the royals and sweeping the royals now I, I do feel better about the rest of the schedule after cleveland because they have shown they can whoop up on kansas city they're 12 and 4 against kansas city this year They've shown at times they can dominate Detroit. They've shown at times, you know, they can beat bad teams. And, you know, they lost two out of three to the Angels in Anaheim. I'm still not really scared of that Angels team. Trout's back, which is not good. And Otani's amazing. But you expect to win that series. So I think this thing's going to be tight, like I've said. Like, I think the Twins aren't done. I don't think they're dead. And Cleveland's probably looking at this series thinking, let's just put them away. You know, it's just time to put this Twins team away. If we take three out of five, 
it's over for them. They're, they're done. They know that their backs are against the wall. All the pressure is, is essentially on the twins. But the flip side of that is a lot of people have already deemed the twins dead. A lot of people have said the twins are done. So is the pressure really on them? It's almost like, let's just go play. And then, like I said last night, let's just go have fun. Let's just go play hard and, and try to come back and, and look at this as we're hunting. We're on the hunt. They've been the hunted all season, you know, hunted in first place. We're on the hunt. Let's go, let's go spoil. You know, even if it's not Cleveland, let's go spoil the White Sox chances. Let's go make this tough on Cleveland. Let's go win as many games as we can down the stretch and, and have a great final three weeks. And I think that's possible for the Twins. I hope, I hope that's what happens, and I hope they go in this, there this weekend and they really pull back in into this division. And if they got out of there Monday and they are one game back in the Central, that, that, would, be, that would be awesome. I mean, that would just be awesome for them. And and we'll see. I'm excited. This is going to be fun. Bailey Ober going Friday. Tristan McKenzie also Friday. And then I think it's Bieber Winder in game one on Saturday. They haven't announced the probables, the Twins yet. And then I believe it'll be Varland and Pilkington in the nightcap. And then Sunday is Joe Ryan and Cody Morris. And Monday is Sonny Gray and Cal Quantrill. Saturday is question marks. But, but Sunday and Monday are set probables. And tomorrow, set probables. But Saturday's up in the air. I just assume it's going to be Winder and Varlin. Um, but we'll see. And then I'm pretty sure it's going to be Bieber Pilkington on Saturday. Pilkington, a lefty who is, he's not, he's beatable. <laughs> he's beatable, let's say. So key for the Twins here, try to, you got to take at least one of two from McKenzie and Bieber and then sweep the rest of the starters. That's That's the goal. And that's honestly the standard. That's what they need to do. Uh, this weekend and leading into Monday. Thanks again for making Lockdown Twins your first listen every day on the Lockdown Podcast Network, where it's your team every single day. Now, make your second listen, the Lockdown MLB Podcast. Paul Francis Sullivan and Sully is the best. He brings humor, passion, and unique perspective on every team. He's an MLB expert, and he'll bring you the biggest stories around the league. Follow the number one daily league-wide podcast, Lockdown MLB, on the Odyssey app, YouTube, and wherever you get your podcasts. Thanks so much for listening. Have a great day. Go Twins. We'll be back Friday night with a post game. Join me then.